morning. <laughs> um, have you ever felt like you've just failed at life? Like one particular thing and it's just absolutely miserable? Um, I have two stories. The first, I was not feeling that well, so I was just going to just lay down, right? Just... Sl- <laughs> I was just going to lay down and, and just, just keep my eyes. I had a three-year-old. Jonathan wasn't home. Just going to rest just, just for a little bit, right? Four hours later, I wake up. There was a cup of milk beside my bed. A blanket had been put upon me. And my, my three-year-old was beside me just coloring. I'm so grateful she's an amazing child. Lily Grace would have painted the entire house in that four-hour time period. But I woke up and felt like the worst mother ever. I was like, what, is, what could have happened? I mean, guilt-ridden. You know what I'm talking about? Like just anything could have happened. Someone could have come to the door and she would have gone with them and I would have hoped she would have woken me up. But it just, all those things went to mind. So I felt terrible. The second, and my dad blames this as my call to ministry, but when I was at Georgia Southern, I was going in the process of being a civil engineer. And so I was in the class thermodynamics. The first day of class, my professor said, the first time I took this class, I thought I knew what I was doing and I failed. The second time I took this class, I knew I didn't know what I was doing and still failed. The third time I admitted defeat, but I passed with a C. Well, the first test came around and I made it 18 out of 100, okay? The second time the test came, another test, I made a 34, and I was like, Lord, this is not for me. So my dad said thermodynamics was my call to ministry, but I felt like a failure. It's the first time I had to drop a class. I couldn't even get above a 50 on an exam. This is not who I was. I was a bit of a nerd, so this wasn't my grade. This wasn't what I was used to. But sometimes in life, we experience the same thing. We go through these motions, we go through these steps in life, and we're just floundering. We feel like maybe we're failing, maybe we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. God is calling us to. Did you hear the scripture? Basically, it's saying, wake up. Don't walk through this life asleep. Don't walk through this life planning on on what's next and and organizing this. But live life here and serve God with what he's called us to. You see, in this series of revival, which we do finish today. I had an amen at the 845 service. But we wrap it up today. We've been talking about that spirit of God within us. You see, from the beginning, before we even knew God, God knew us. God was calling out to us, reaching out to us. It's getting close to Valentine's Day. God was wooing us. I just like saying that word. But he was wooing us to himself. And in that moment in your life where you have said yes to God, That moment where maybe you came down to the altar, you prayed the prayer, you said, God, I believe. It moved from your parents' faith to your faith. Maybe it was a moment of realization that God is God alone and over my life. We are justified in that moment. But sometimes we stay right there. 
living in that, oh, I'm saved. Oh, I've got the salvation of God. But we don't do anything else. You see, after that is God's grace working within us to teach us, to challenge us, to convict us when we have fallen asleep for four hours and our three-year-old is left alone. To convict us when we're not doing what we should. To convict us when we're not serving as God has called us to serve. When we're saying wordy dirties that come out. And when children are listening. When we're doing things that God is not asking of us. This is when we need to wake up. Wake up from our sin that we're living with. And seek to love, live as God has called us to. Each and every day to the point of death. John Wesley regularly taught about dying. It's kind of a weird thing, but he he wanted to die with hope. To die with faith just oozing from him. that, That people would see the face of God even in his passing. I am blessed to have had two amazing grandfathers. One that absolutely spoiled me rotten. (laughs) And one that was a pillar in my life as a pillar of faith. My dad's father, we called him Papa. He would be seen carrying around his large print Bible, because I guess at that age he needed it, and his glasses in his hand. Very rarely did I see the glasses on except when the Bible was open. But he always had both. It was something I remember at all times in my childhood growing up. But in his passing is when I truly saw the face of God. You see, the day before, it was July 10th, my wedding day. My my grandmother was able to come. My grandfather had hospice care at the house, and it was a beautiful day. I had family in the wedding. I mean, I'm still married, so it was a really good day. (laughs) But after the reception was over, we go to my, my papa's house, and um, I had changed, but we were still kind of dolled up, and he asked Jonathan, he said, will you pray for me? So Jonathan said a prayer for him, and we didn't start bawling until we got into the car, thank goodness, but we leave for our honeymoon, and I get a call the next day that my grandfather had passed away. But I want you to hear the story. You see, that morning, that Sunday morning, the whole family had gathered because they were in town for my wedding, so they were all at Monty and Papa's house. And the two pastors, the pastor and the associate, they must really have loved him, but they both come over and they serve the whole family communion. A time to be set apart and remember the work of God in their life. He got to see the video of the wedding because it was live streamed at the church, so they instantly had a DVD that day. He saw my cousins walking down the aisle. He saw nieces and nephews as flower girls and ring bearers. He got to see the whole thing. He had wedding cake, which was his sweet tooth. And then he told my dad he was tired. It was about nap time, so my dad takes him back to his room and goes to lift him up to put him on the bed, and he breathes his last. You see, in that moment, he was surrounded by people who loved him, 
He gave his heart to God and wanted communion first thing. I believe he was kind of holding on for that time to be in the presence of God. You know others like this, that in their passing, the Spirit of God is just made known. What about your story? How are you living that is showing people Christ? Are you living this life here and now? Are you living for each day until we leave this one and enter the presence of God for all eternity? Are you serving God with such a faithfulness that people can see the face of God in your ups, in your ups and your downs? Wesley asked these questions to hundreds of thousands of people who heard him preach. He asked, are you asleep or awake? Are you aware of your brokenness and sin and your need for a savior? Is Christianity merely believing in God and trying not to be as bad as others? Or do you know the depth of love God has for you? And are you seeking to live in love with him, to glorify him, and to love your neighbor? You see, revival begins when we recognize that we need it. We need the Spirit of God each and every day. Have you seen that, that Facebook prayer or whatever is going around? Lord, it's been a good day. I haven't sinned yet, but in a few minutes I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to need your help. We, we, we live that way, right? We need God's help. It has been a beyond crazy weekend for me. But yet my children can still bring me to my knees in prayer. We can still reach out and see people that are hurting and in need. We live in a world where people were outside last night in the wet and cold. And I'm not talking about across the country. I'm talking about right here in Statesboro. We live and worship in a place that is not far from students who need to see the face of God. How are you living that people can see God in you? What are you saying? What are you doing? What part of your life is just illuminating the glory of God? Are you awake? Are you asleep? Sometimes we gather in here in this place and it's a great time to practice your upright sleeping. And some of you are very good at it. But maybe this is a time where we commit our lives to seeing the face of God in each other, in life, in word, in action. Letting God's grace move in us from this place into the world. May we serve. May we experience the presence of God. 
In a few moments, we're going to turn into a time of holy communion. This is a time for us to remember Christ's life who persevered to the very end. You know the story of Christ on the cross. The words he proclaimed, my God, my God, have you forsaken me? Into your hands I commit my spirit. At the very end, our Lord and Savior gave his all that we would remember, that we would share And that we would be a witness to this world, the grace and the love and the salvation within us that others may know. As you come and receive the bread, I invite you to remember the life of Christ. As you take that bread and dip it into the juice and it turns the color of red and the sins are washed away and we become cleansed of those by the blood of the Lamb, may you know you are forgiven. And as you eat of the body and drink of the blood, may it empower you. May it nourish your soul to go And to share with the world those who need Christ. Will you join me as we pray?